like a damn fool. Hello and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron podcast. My name is Connor McKenna. I'm Rebecca Hart. I'm Carl And we are all back. Hooray! We are covering... Yes, and we are covering some good old Power Man and Iron Fist. Uh, so, uh, in terms of Iron Fist fuse, drum roll, there is none. No, uh, there's a no, little bit. But sure. Oh yeah, there should be comic related news, I should say. Yes. Um, he was in Man Without no Fear. There's no TV show. Issue 3. And that Avengers 10 million BC or whatever. That's coming up next week. Okay, so we will probably do that, I guess. Yeah, I think we that's should. Like a, that's a whole issue about Iron Fist, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll do that, and I'll probably rant about Iron Fist getting constant retcons despite the fact that he doesn't have much material. Set so, yourself up waiting for it. Yeah. God. The uh, So many retcons. Every major run just has huge retcons, really. Except for um, Ed Brisson's, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, that's what, I, what really stood out for it, wasn't it? Yeah, it didn't, like, go, ooh, but there was, like, a, I don't know, a million Iron Fists, or, wait, no, the rope. Oh, God. Anyway, so, <laughs> Power Man and Iron Fist number 55. That is the name of the day that's what we're covering today it's called chaos at the coliseum it came out in february 1979 and uh yeah so this is ed hannigan's last uh issue as a writer he was co-plotting with chris claremont for a while who left a couple issues ago and uh after this after this issue we get on to joe duffy's run um yeah so i just because I'll forget, you can get this in the Power Man and Iron Fist Epic Collection Volume 1, Heroes for Hire. Uh, I'm sure you can get it in Masterworks and Essentials for way higher prices as well. Um, is there... I've looked... I do they, Are they just not doing uh, Epic Collection 3 for this? Uh, I don't know. Because... Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I haven't really kept up with the publication schedule for most things. Been a lot of like the sh- I've, I've been mostly paying attention to yeah. DC stuff on what's being cancelled and what hasn't. I imagine they will eventually. And by the way, just as it's happening right now, if you hear a bell in the background, it's cat related. Sorry. Okay. He's found a toy. Um, but and, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I hope so. Because I got volume two like over a year ago. And because I I was reading, I like I wanted to read through the whole run again in Epic Collections, and it just is it. Like, do you think it's possible that since the shows are cancelled, they're not going to bother with? Uh no, I I don't think so. I think if anything, they'll um I think I think they've got a release schedule for the comics that they'll stick to. I guess for those big collections, and I don't know maybe um they will work up for whenever they want to use the characters again. Yeah. Okay. Well, fingers crossed. So we have uh, the cover. Let's start with the cover. We have uh, Iron Fist and Power Man fighting goons in pink. Okay. What is it with... Quick, we got to come up with some henchmen, some goons, and they always give them, like, a pink or purple colour scheme. I believe it's to do with the cost of inks in the 70s and 80s. 
Wow. In, the, in the same reason as that's why superhero costumes often are red and um, bad guys tend to be purple. I don't know. I read that somewhere once. That um, and it's also to do with the it contrasts really well to green. I think oranges and reds. So okay. uh, it, it's something I'll, to do I'll with it is apparently something to do with the cost of inks and the color wheel, like taking the sort of opposite colors in. Um, so I, I'm surprised That's, I have yeah. an answer for you, but I kind of do. It's it's it is the same reason why so many of the um, the superheroes have same color costumes. Power Man and Iron Fist actually quite stand out because there's are unusual colors, and I think green's usually a baddie's color as in green goblin yeah. etc but same difference on cost of inks but it, it's nice because it means they they are quite unusual in their, their colors. I mean, danny's rocking australian colors so <laughs> yeah that's why gold. you like him really <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> replace the dragon brand with a kangaroo brand and we're set um who knows so... maybe that will be the new origin of iron fest oh i'm sure i'm sure australia on it finally get love in the superhero department <laughs> do you know what we have like no one we have the tasmanian devil you have like uh what's his name uh the teleport boomerang no the yeah. oh, the gate, guy. Uh, no the mutant gateway guy. no what's his name okay the aboriginal guy yes who... yes that's gateway from the expert oh is yeah, it, okay. is it gateway his name yeah him he's he is actually cool he I'll is give you that. super cool He's like the only cool Australian character. Uh, did you we know have, like, for Boomerang. Into the Spider Verse there was almost an Australian Spider Man? Yeah, played. you were telling me about I that. I think I told you. Yeah, they were going to make a little joke with him when he first came through the the portal that he was twenty four hours ahead of everyone, and then they'd have the clock, and then he'd disappear, and then they'd have the clock run down for twenty four hours, which is actually a really good joke. But apparently they thought about it too late to really put him in, yeah. so he might appear in a in a future one. That'd be cute. Just I, I always like I don't have a I don't have a legitimate problem with it. It's just a little bit of an annoyance. Like there's so many, like America is just a nexus for superheroes. Yeah, and but then you compare it to the rest of the world. And I, think like, of, I, I think a lot. I think a lot why. of it is you know. Well, of course, it's just where the creators are from, and that's yeah. why that's why you have so many British ones. Is because they there's so many British creators out there. Of course, they're gonna shop in like Jessica adds, Drews and and you know things like that. It adds authenticity because you don't want someone writing about somewhere they like. There's a lot of mistakes when about. they do, yeah. but like you know, people people like creating characters. It's when they get a chance to, and you know, hopefully, I mean, now there are some really prominent Australian creators, so hopefully that won't be the case for too long. Oh, we'll Eva Bell was your hero. was your latest is Australian apparently. Half half Australian. Is she? Uh, Tempest. She's uh she was one of the more recent X Men. Very cool. Uh, okay. Um. So we have Gateway, Dingo, uh, uh, Ka- Kaboomerang. Oh my! Uh, another character called Boomerang. Another character called Boomerang. Captain this creativity Boomerang. is just Bet- astounding. Look, Bet- <laughs> Betty Clawman, which ah. looks to be a floating head. Uh, Owen Mercer, Tasmanian Devil, Bonebreaker, and the page won't load any further. So that's all I got. Because yeah, I, I was reading a DC Comics thing called Invasion, and the first place they hit is Melbourne, 
Mm-hmm. And there's literally like one Australian superhero in DC, and he's not even like that powerful, so he just gets like taken out immediately. It's like wow. Oh, that was a bad, bad comic for Australians. And if you watch the Spider-Man cartoon from the '80s, where they meet the X-Men, Wolverine is clearly Australian. Really? Yep. It's the the X-Men movie where they meet, where they, uh, Spider-Man teams up with the X-Men and they go against the Juggernaut. I've never heard of this. And whoever voices Wolverine does a full-on Australian the whole time. Don't they fight kangaroos in one episode of that? Oh, this has nothing to do with the TV show. This was a substandard movie. It was an hour and a half. Too random for me. And uh, he literally even uses his claws to make a shish kebab and says, like, a, throw a few shrimp on the Barbie line or some crap like that. I can't remember. Wow. So not at all know. stereotyped is what we're saying. For the record, oh. I don't know anyone who cooks shrimp on a barbecue. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. like, it's still one of the best lines in Dumb and Dumber, but I don't actually know anyone who strip on the barbie so um but yeah back back way back a big loop to the cover back to the cover yes uh luke cage is on the fantastica fighting yeah they're just fighting goons and you know it it's a cool cut co- it's a it's a decent cover it looks more like an interior page in a cover mm-hmm. but yeah so, uh, yeah, I'll just read out the really quick thing at the top. Uh, Luke Cage, child of the streets. Daniel Rand, a son of the mystic city of Kunlun. Two men from different worlds, both reborn with strength and power beyond belief. And together, no one can stop them. Power Man and Iron Fist. Chaos at the Coliseum. Or what list prize victory? Who came up with that? Yeah, that's terrible, <laughs> What list though. prize victory? What list like, prize victory? <laughs> I'll stick with Chaos at the Coliseum. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, list list price would be like the normal retail for a car, and it's kind of. I know, but it of... doesn't trip off your tongue. Oh, I know. Bad, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we we they're a, they're essentially in um, this big like there, there's like a huge car show on in this place, and Luke Cage has been hired by one of the auto companies to advertise cars and they're all having this crazy gimmick to sell their cars and luke is just you know lifting this big car up and down borman motors that's who's hiring him uh so we have ed hannigan the writer lee elias the penciler jim mooney the inker diane albers letterer ben sean the colorist alan milgram editor and jim shooter editor in chief yeah so you know uh Luke is obviously not happy doing his thing, but he is he is he is putting on a smile for the crowd, he and he's signing the kids' autographs and he points out so they reel in with the parents with the car and the kids are reeled in with Power Man because he's been learning about business, so he's appreciating yeah, they, it. They have old uh, Jerry Hogarth, yeah, um, male. Oh my god, I just thought Daddy's suit. Um, yeah, Danny... I'm, I'm very distracted by his Miami Vice look. Yeah, and like they, are, it's funny because they do go like full on Miami Vice later on. Yeah, <laughs> which is 
Oh, it's cute though. So, he asked Luke for his autograph. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then there's this weird duck guy. Yeah, weird. Yeah, so there's there's like another gimmick is like this duck comedian sort of thing. Um, like I'm not even like yeah, a big guy in American a football mascot. Yeah, like a mascot. Thing, yeah. yeah. And Luke, Luke points out his, uh, it's not all bad because uh, his favourite section is custom and exotic cars. So Luke's into cars, I guess. He must be. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, custom and exotic cars are always interesting. And uh, the Fantastic Car is in that section. And Luke Cage mentions, you know, he drove that with his stint in the Fantastic Four, which we all remember from Fantastic <laughs> Four's 168 to 170. Thank you, Ow. Al. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, this, and then we have, um, another gimmick from another company, another gimmick they're bringing out. Okay. So this tiger's being grown to think he's a human. It's so wrong. He's like a, it's so weird and yeah, wrong. And like the tiger's face looks really weird. (laughs) Yeah. As well. And Taggy the Tag Art Tiger is the... Yeah, but no, this is not going to turn into a story about animal cruelty. No. Um, it just turns out the tiger is actually... Uh, well, okay, spoiler. I mean, this whole, this whole podcast spoils. The tiger breaks free <laughs> because why else would they bring out a tiger in a comic book? Right, exactly. And uh, Luke Cage tries to punch it out, <laughs> but he only gets a glancing blow, so the tiger keeps going, and Danny pounces on it. He, ha- he has no time to worry about his secret identity. So he, he puts the tiger in this, like, sort of Chest headlock lock. hug thing. Yeah, because yeah. they don't want to look like he's strangling a tiger. And then Luke uh, gives it a good walk in the face. <laughs> I'm assuming the tiger is not permanently damaged. Um, and the tiger's trainer comes out, and he's like, even if he wasn't chained up, he wouldn't have attacked anyone. Oh, you ain't that Kazar fella, are you, Black? And there's a there's a tiny dart that made the tiger go wild. And yeah, yeah, what you just said, Rebecca, I I love that line. Um, yeah, that they actually know of Kazar. It's pretty cool. Is that how you pronounce it, Kazar? That's how I pronounce it. I always thought of it as Kazar, but I could be wrong. Maybe. Carl, you're the American. Yeah, you're the American. Tell us how you would pronounce it. What do I pronounce it? Kazar. 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 Kate, really? It's Kazar in the United States. Oh. Man, that's way le- that's way lamer than Kazar. Kazar sounds like a jungle name. Kazar's like I don't know. You know but sounds no, like some ruler in Africa. There was a um Exactly. One, there, was some, there was some comment writer this week joking about <laughs> wanting to write they, they were talking about worse pictures and he said his his one was, was Kazar and Kazar join up together in a team up and no one can say their names right and i've probably now just mispronounced them manically and i can't remember who said it but it made me laugh a lot i have no doubt that that would be a better book than some on the shelf right now it would be hilarious because you've got one like yeah. super powered space like cosmic one and then like the you know. <laughs> buddy cop yeah book uh, speaking of, make sure you guys pick up your Phantom Limb copies so we can get more Iron Fist ongoings. Mm. Mm. Yes. And that's the, but, mini, that's the digital miniseries, not the villain from the Venture Brothers. Yes. And if you don't, if you don't get it, well, if, well, no, 
And it's all your fault if we never see him again. Yeah, but if we don't see him for a while, we got plenty of issues here to talk about. So, yeah. and it's 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 nice to sometimes not have to be attached to current goings on, going ons, uh, and go back to a simpler pink time, nineteen seventy nine. That was not meant to rhyme, by the way. That was a wow. That was like three rhymes in one. I'm crazy good. Anyway, enough of my rapping. Uh, so, yep. Tiger is subdued, and apparently the cop comes up and says there was a strange costumed man on another floor of the show. So it looks like it might be a diversion, but either way, they don't seem to go... Oh, okay, they do check it out, but it's off-panel, because they're talking to... Okay, so how do you... Jan? I'm sure we've gone through this before. Let's just call him Hogarth. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how to pronounce his first name. I say Jaren, uh, but I yeah, don't Jaren. know. Yeah. Okay, so Jaren. They're meeting up with Jaren, and they say they didn't find any crook in a colourful costume, and there was no attempt made to steal the box office receipts. So, yeah. Uh, but Jaren is there to discuss a business proposal. So Powerman's made a big hit with the people at Borman Motors. And the overseas rivals, Hero Motors, are jealous. So they want to hire out Danny. And yes. Danny's like, great! Because he's <laughs> sure. somewhat oriental. Yeah. Mm. Which is, yeah, which is obviously not. like not even worth going into, because everyone yeah. knows it's wrong. So. It's, yeah, exactly. It's just, there's no word yet. It's, um, it's, a, it's a 70s wrong moment. Yes. Uh, Ed Hannigan, shame. No, it's fine. I'm sure you've redeemed yourself in the past yeah. 30 years. Um, but yeah, so uh, Danny's hired by these guys. And so, like, they're... And they these basically two, say they've these... got a bet, like, who'll sell most cars, Luke or Danny. And either way, they're the ones who are going to be profiting because they're both working yeah. together. So, yeah. Yeah, because they are heroes for hire now. So, I guess they're not... This isn't their first official gig together, but they're in the same place doing a gig. So, whatever. Um, no, the, the bet is actually the side, the managers at the bar, not Luke and Danny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I might have misconstrued um, the events, but check out Luke's eyes in this panel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> so night falls, and uh, Danny and Luke are acting as uh, essentially night watchmen at the museum. They're backing up the actual guards. Uh, just see if anyone's going to plan anything. Um, I mean, I guess we haven't talked about the art much. It's serviceable. It's like it's just nothing. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing spectacular, but, but nothing awful about it either. Yeah, the, no, the it's, size are a bit funny, but nothing really stands this out either way. In a slew of comics for Marvel. Oh really? The oh, cars yeah, are very good. A lot of work. Well, mm. give them that. Like the Buick looks like a. Buick and has the logo yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's definitely some nice work on the cars. Uh, the rest is all just buildings, and so far, anyway. Fantastic yeah. car looks good too. Then Danny's uh, mask goes from pure whites to seeing his eyes. So, just pointing that out because it always happens. What do you guys prefer? We probably talked about this before, but do you guys prefer if he has just whites where his eyes are supposed to be, or do you prefer if you see his eyes? Like, 
I think it kind of makes sense when you have a close-up, you actually see his eyes in the holes, and when it's a far away shot, it just looks white. Yeah, mm. maybe like there's some sort of gauze there. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know. I, I, I think I quite like the white, whether it makes sense or not. But I think maybe I'm used to reading Spider-Man, so... Yeah. Well... Honestly, I prefer the I prefer the white, but it makes more sense to see his eyes. But you know, whatever. I am gonna be contrarian and say I prefer his eyes. But because you like looking whatever. at his beautiful eyes. Um. Yes. <laughs> but Danny notices that the fantastic car is missing, and Luke tells him, "Nah, the thing just shows up every night and takes it home." Because Reed so, like, is more paranoid than you. If you are about to get ripped off. And I would, I, I'm surprised they let it be there in the first place without the thing being there, watching yeah. over it. Yeah, me too. Fact, it seems a bit strange. That could be a Fantastic Four comic where their car gets stolen yeah. and the thing chases he's like, oh, clubby, you guys. Oh, what's the thing where it got stolen and the person who stole it was Luke Cage? Mm. There's a little <laughs> bit of history for you. He steals it to go to Doctor Doom to... Oh, yeah, yeah, to, to, give, him his money, money, yeah. to give his money. You owe me yeah. $20. Oh. <laughs> That, that classic. I love that. <laughs> I just, I, I, yeah. Doom is, uh, I Amazing. don't know. I go and stop Doom. I, I think he's cool, but he's, um, I don't know, he's, he's, uh... Now, what is Doom now? What do you mean, what is Doom now? Well, he went from scientist to cyborg, cenobite, craziness to going wish making a wish or something where instead of he invested his life into science he invested it into magic and then he became more powerful than dr strange i can't even keep up with, i don't know what he's at now what is he doing i thought he i thought he was like a sorcerer and a tech person yeah, i thought that was his whole is, thing now he's definitely got a bit of both um he is back ruling that area right now and was in the uh, most recent issue of Fantastic Four. Is he healed? Is he still scarred? He is. He healed after Secret Wars, but he has a different scar. But it's don't think it's as bad. But he's wearing the faceplate, so he's wearing the faceplate again. Now remember, there was a thing. I'm, I'm getting mixed up, but I'm pretty sure our Jack Kirby wanted to draw him just this like minuscule scar on his face. But he was so insecure that he put like this whole metal plate on his face and was yeah, convinced that he cool. was horribly disfigured. Um, I guess that that's not the case though. Um, I think the latest—I don't really remember—the latest scarring happened in Marvel Two and One, the current run, and it was a weird, like they kind of had to get Doom back to a little bit where he was, not not fully. Um, but I I don't know if we've seen the scar up close or we just know it's he's been scarred again. So, um, I don't know how bad the new scar is. But for yeah. the period where he was uh, unscarred, very pretty. And also, there's a, a massive thing that hasn't been resolved from infamous Iron Man yet. So, we're waiting for that to happen. And that will be another little change for Doom, perhaps, if they go with it. Is he secretly Tony's dad? No. <laughs> we know who Tony's dad is now. It's me. Oh, who? Uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, X-Shield agent. Who was a Hydra plant. 
Wait, Tony doesn't have a... Oh, whatever. I don't, I don't even... I'm not even going to get bothered. Okay, no. like, years ago... Years ago... Tony was revealed to be adopted. Okay. Okay? So we're now talking about his biological dad. He still has all the money. Right. He still... Howard Stark was still his dad. There was even a, an issue recently where... He, he finds a whole letter that says, I, I'm, you know, I'm your dad. But in this in this comic, when Kieran Gillen was writing Iron Man, I don't even know what date that was, but we're talking like a number of years ago. It's called The Secret History of... Secret Origin of Tony Stark. Uh, it introduces... It retcons Arno Stark to be something else and to be their biological son and Tony to be their adopted son. It's going to be important because uh, Arno Stark was Iron Man 2020 when he wasn't a relation of Tony or was a very distant relation of Tony. And we are now, of course, coming up to 2020. So these things are all going to be important. And Arno is in the current Iron Man run. And it's all looking to be pretty interesting. If you happen to be a fan of Iron Man, as I am. But, yeah, but the, the status change that made him adopted was a huge deal, but it's been quite a while now, so uh, meeting his biological parents wasn't as big a shock. Okay. Sorry to get off track again. No, no, the more you know. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, my brain kind of glazed over at one point, but... Nah, well, you um, know. <laughs> well, I just, I just lost track. It's how I, I feel about other now. things. No, it's fine, it's just complicated, but not... Back Super. to car like, sales I, then, right? Well, I I was just gonna say I read an Iron Fist like about twelve Iron Fist issues at the start of our own and then it turns out later on it all turned out to be fake. Yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I think it was Ultimate Iron Man. Um uh, which, you know yeah. Poor Ultimate Universe. I don't think it deserves what happened to it. Really? Characters, okay. Uh, it happened to it. A couple characters breached over, and that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Never, never spoken of again. No, Didn't it, it, it appeared in uh, it appeared in one of um, Bendis's last issues of something, with hints that it wasn't fully gone. So. Oh, okay, well that's not too bad. But though. that's a Bendis, no. so who knows? But yeah, uh, Hero is a Japanese name. And they've decided to put on a kung fu display, which just makes no sense. So, yeah, we'll ignore that though. Uh, Danny's putting on a kung fu display with uh, for hero motors, and Danny's just happy to promote the martial arts. And but Danny is getting a foreboding sense of evil. Dun, dun, dun. His spidey oh, sense he... is tingling. But he yeah. also comments that it's nice that he's earning a living instead of. Yeah. Living, living off a uh, inherited yeah. fortune. Yeah. How long has he been back at this point, anyway? Uh, I don't know. This comic timelines are almost impossible to work out. Yeah. I'm just going to assume it's like a couple of years. Age. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had his 33rd birthday in, um, what you may call it, uh, Immortal Iron Fist. So he has aged just very slowly. But, uh, yeah, because he was 19 when he got out. So it's it's impressive that he's actually aged somewhat. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, oh, uh, you know, we got superheroes here. Who's going to... Whoa, these guys in pink and purple outfits have broken in. And uh, so, yeah, these guys break in. One of them punches Luke Cage in the chest while he's holding up a car. car. Yep. And the car lands on him, <laughs> and he goes, Argh! Uh, the woman sitting on the car goes, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she goes bouncing off. Yeah. First, not, and, uh, it's not as good as the woman's face in the bottom right-hand corner. Yeah. That's a pretty standard right comic face, isn't it? Like... I, I think that might be the same face they used for the tiger. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. No, the, just the tiger's face didn't look like a tiger. <laughs> uh, so then we... And then the oven mitt men attack Iron Fist. Yeah, these guys who look like they're made of oven mitts. And every time he hits them, there's like powder. We're here to get your biscuits out of the oven, Iron Fist. No! (laughs) So yeah, there's this weird powder every time he hits them, and they're somewhat skilled martial artists because he's rolling with... they're rolling with his punches and kicks. And, uh... Yeah, so... And Bull shows up on a flatbed. Yes. They drive in with this flatbed, and so while Danny's fighting these guys, this bull guy is holding everyone hostage, and upstairs, Power Man's getting punched by Exo, these guys with the exoskeleton armor, and then, yeah, then a guy with a flamethrower pops up behind him, and Luke takes him out straight away, and part of Luke's... First he makes sure to ruin Luke's shirt. Yeah, part of Luke's shirt is ruined. I don't think it comes off, though. But no, I'm not this sure. This is yeah. another shirt that will have to be replaced. Another ruined shirt, yeah. Got a burnt yeah. shirt, quite quite the bun shot. Mm. Yeah. So, Danny is beating up these guys, and then one of them shoots a laser at him, and he's like, well, I can't dodge lasers forever, so he lights up his iron fist to take care of the laser. I'm not sure how that works, but anyway. So... The powder that was coming out of their suits turns out to have been special explosive powder. So if Danny doesn't turn the Iron Fist off, he'll be blown to kingdom come. This obviously makes absolutely no sense, but yeah. <laughs> we'll just ignore that. Because the amount of sense it doesn't make is staggering, and there's no point going into it. So, uh, and what yeah. are these powered and armored thieves out to get at the car show? None they're, other than the Fantastic Car. Yeah, so they're running off. They hop in, and since the, the guys are on Danny's floor is were... Is it a boat? Who knows? The guys on Danny's floor were um, cutting a hole through the ceiling, so the car has just come down and plonked <laughs> onto the truck, and Clean it's the plan. perfect heist. Yes. I would like an Ocean's Eleven style <laughs> comic where we just see like the other point of view for this, yeah, and just see their planning mm-hmm. and attempts. I feel like it would be much more interesting as well. <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, so they start driving off with it. Uh, Luke grabs onto the back of the truck and starts pulling it back. Um, which is, you know, he's like, if you keep holding onto this truck, I'll just shoot all these civilians. So Luke has to let go. Danny jumps up, takes out the guy's gun. And then a guy sneaks up behind him and hits him with a wrench. <laughs> so Danny goes tumbling off the thing. And Luke's like, Danny's ploy didn't work. It's like, well, he might be seriously hurt as well, but okay. Um, <laughs> so Luke uh, 
jumps onto the truck, beats up the guys on the Fantastic Car because he knows how to pilot it. <sighs> so he essentially jumps on the Fantastic Car and starts driving around and tosses all the guys off. Well, um, don't, and don't, don't use that terminology ever again. Tosses all the guys off? <laughs> it's fine, but it is funny too. Okay, well, he throws all the guys off. Okay. <laughs> there, there we go. And he's chasing the truck with the Fantastic Car. It's a high-speed chase. And Luke knocks the truck into the river. Mm-hmm. And the police arrive so they can fish the guys out while Luke takes the Fantastic Car back to the car show. Uh, so Luke saves the day single-handedly. Good work, Danny. Uh, he didn't do anything. Oh, like, he, he didn't even How? He didn't even stop the thing. Okay, he tried. He gets the participation award. But he did have the... a, he did have special explosive power over his iron fist in his okay, defense. That's... Yes, over his chi, which is not yeah. a scientific. Um... And nobody knows what the <laughs> what the special <laughs> yeah. explosive power is, but what powder is, whatever. Comet. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, one, um... one of the most interesting things here is the the rather lame generic villain with the gun who was standing on the back of the flatbed named Bull was actually pulled from Tales of Suspense 59. And, yeah, from when he attacks the Avengers Mansion, which Mm -hmm. I have not read, but this is a guy that apparently exists and attacked the Avengers Mansion. So, yeah. And uh, so we get the last two panels. Uh, So... (laughs) Harigarth is not happy because uh, neither Danny or Luke's company sold the most cars. Turns out the weird duck guy, the duck mascot, did. And the duck mascot's like, hi guys, don't feel bad. Them's the brakes. Ouch. The end. (laughs) Next, a new writer, a new artist, and a whole new direction for the Power Fist team. Yeah, I think it's a new like, artist drew those last two panels. Look, look at how Luke yeah. looks. Look at how Danny looks. Look at how Jern looks. Potato? Completely different. Like potato? <laughs> it's not the a, next artist. He does look that a bit did, of a though. potato. The next artist is uh, really good. Um, so, yeah, that was the issue. That's, so here, uh, here's my question. Really, we couldn't get like the Fantastic Four on the last page. What the hell? Yeah, they had the Fantastic Four, but that, I, I think that's good though. I don't think they needed the Fantastic Four to show up. It's plus maybe they're busy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think because Danny, Danny and Luke, they're they're you know they're street level. It's cool to see them sort of deal with like their car. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I want to know what amount of 70s or 60s drugs were used when designing the Fantastic Car. (laughs) We'll make the front a boat. (laughs) Give it the wings from a World War II bomber and there's not enough places to sit. We'll just stick this thing in the back and put two holes in the center so they can bring other people there. I quite like the Fantastic Car. I do as well. (laughs) Yeah, it's someone. It's amazingly sixties, seventies in design. I love it. Yeah. Um. So that that was the issue. 
Uh, what did you guys think of it? It's fine. It's, 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 it's definitely a filler issue, but yeah. it's funny. At I least. do appreciate them being out for hire and not as bodyguards. Like for a change, yeah. I kind of like that. But um, and it's a it's a fun issue, and they get some nice little in you know interaction. But it is definitely a filler issue. It's a filler issue. It's not boring, but like the the bad guys are the definition of stock bad guys. Um, you, you know, it's not a real issue if Luke doesn't lose the whole shirt. Well, <laughs> so yeah, it was. I, I agree. It was a it was a fun issue. I don't know. I've always found that issue quite fun for some reason. I think it's better than the. The last issue, even though the last issue had plot developments, I just think the incinerator is the lamest person ever. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, even though the last issue did have big groundbreaking moments for Iron Fist anyway. Oh, you mean you finally actually talk to Joy after all these years? Yes. You know, hashed out your problems like adults instead of crying and running off or being really vague or... But, um, yeah, so... Yeah, not much to say about that issue. Uh, next, we have a three-part arc, though, with some Egyptian stuff. So, you know, crazy, crazy things happening. Uh, new new Joe Duffy and the new artist. That'll be good stuff to cover. We will be doing that soon. But next, we'll probably do this uh, Avengers issue because it is Iron Fist related, and then we can talk about all sorts of Iron Fist retcons and lore, and it'll be good stuff. So... Yeah, do you guys have anything to add? No. Yeah, not really much to talk about with this one. So, yeah, as usual, um, you guys should write in and stuff. Um, yeah, good times. Uh, check out check out my... Uh, yeah, what Carl said. <laughs> um, check out my Superman podcast as well for more fun times. Um Shameless plug. Yeah, shameless plug indeed. I want well, I want more listeners, so I'm going to plug it. Um, but yeah, I listened to it well, just this morning. Yay! I've never listened. Yeah, no, Carl hasn't because he's like, ooh, 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 ooh. that's for the pretty bot, much Batman podcast. Oh uh, yeah, you know, there's already Batman podcasts, right? There's like three I don't of them. Listen to that. Um, Only listen three? to the Kevin Smith one, so you can hear him cry all the time. Yeah, while getting really high. Um, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> oh, just so emotional, man. Uh, but uh, yeah, actually, uh, we our next Superman podcast is a Batman crossover storyline. So is that for you, really angry people out there? But yeah, well, until next time, stay away from the explosive powder. Yeah, no, watch out for that powder and those guys dressed as oven mitts. Ooh. <laughs> Take care. Yeah. Peace. Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. Any musical images we use belong to their respective copyright holders. We do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at Sons of the Dragon Podcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, anything you want, really. It doesn't even have to be related to Iron Fist. If you don't want it read on the air, though, make sure you mention that. You can also find us on Facebook, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast. Our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash Sons of the Dragon, uh, hyphens where the spaces are. 
our YouTube, Connor Carl. Just search Ironfist Podcast and you'll find us real quick. We are also on iTunes. If you find us there, give us a review and rate us. If it's less than five stars, please say why so we can improve the show. And we're on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And last but not least, head over to our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Ironfist Podcast.wordpress.com. That's where I put all the show notes. I'd like to thank Thomas Tissot for composing the Iron Fist theme song we use at the start of our Iron Fist episodes on the podcast. I'd also like to thank Peter John Sikorsky for composing the Power Man and Iron Fist theme we use at the start of our Power Man and Iron Fist episodes. And finally, thanks to you guys for listening. 